Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Everybody, welcome to my Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. <laughs> I'm Justin, and we're glad you're here. I, I said I like they haven't thrown one of those in in a long. You time. haven't, you know. Yeah. It, it, it always catches me, and I honestly said Mind Gap Podcast way too fast. I'm pretty sure I said my maps top Like it came out way too fast. So I'm gonna go back and check out what I said because okay, yeah, it was. It was. You want to go back now and check it out, or do if you, you want, want to do just that? go back 15 seconds and check it yeah. out and see what I yeah. said, and then get back to me and let me know. Did I say it too fast? I feel like I did. Then we'll wait because you can go back. You go back thirty. No, you go back fifteen forward thirty, right? Yes. So we'll wait thirty seconds so you can go back fifteen. That doesn't work. Hold on. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. Nothing but professionalism all the time, every time. (laughs) Every fucking time. And speaking of which, I want to apologize. There was no episode last week, and let me tell you why. There's this thing called the internet, and it's run by Comcast, and it hated me last week. It hated me real bad and my upload speeds were garbage for the stream and i forgot to hit record before we went live so since i would have had to pull down the video slash audio from youtube and since it was the upload speeds were shit we wouldn't have had anything so by the time it maybe leveled out it was like 8 45 our time which means we would have had to do like a really short podcast justin was like Listen, man, you seem like you're on tilt right now. Maybe this isn't a good idea. How about we just call it? I'm like, yes, fine. And then we actually kind of had our own offline podcast. We just talked to each we other. Did. For, we did. Like, we talked still about 1030. Like yeah. it was, <laughs> we did a full a full episode still. We just didn't record it. Yeah. But I was. that's the kind of relationship you got to have. If you're going to start a podcast, be able to give each other honest, constructive f- criticism and feedback. And I told Doug, I was like, hey, man, look, I know you and you're going to focus on this and you're not going to be present and you're not going to have fun. So we pr- it's best if we don't do it. And Doug's response was, thank you. That's the feed or that's the guidance I needed. <laughs> You're right. Because I would have been really salty about everything that happened before. I would have been paranoid about everything that was happening. I don't think I would have been able to actually focus on anything we would have been talking about. And I was like, let's just call it. So apologies for there being no episode. Know that it was uh, not intentional. It happened. It was the butt of a joke on one of the Jackbox games about how doug cancels podcasts without telling anybody and i laughed but i also died inside a little bit so thank you i cried a little cried a little so yes but (laughs) excited to be here this week where we've got some good stuff to talk about before we do that let's get through a little bit of housekeeping 
First things first. Uh, if you're looking to support this here podcast, let me tell you something, Pilgrim. Let me tell you something. How, how can they do that? There's a couple ways you can do that. Number hmm. one, if you're feeling so generous, head over to patreon.com slash podcast and you will find yourself an option, two options, if you will, to support this podcast. You can just donate $1 a month or you can donate $5 a month. Either way, we'll be happy with that. And you can join the ranks of such beautiful humans, such as Wolf's Lore, mm. Tom McIntyre, mm. Richie Armour, mm. Zinni, mm. Slotty Bartfast, and of course, mm. Almighty Crit. You could be mm. one of those people. You could be the names that we say at the top of every podcast. That could be you if you wanted to. Just, just it's all, it's all we're saying. And maybe you're like, Doug, that's great. Subscription, it's a long-term commitment. I'm not a long-term commitment kind of person. I kind of like a one-time purchase, mm. but I also want to support you. Well, guess what? We have merchandise. That's right. Mm. We have goodies brought in on the wagon train all the way from Kansas City to the West Coast, where then they will be shipped to you via Amazon. I don't know who ships it, but they will do that at redbubble.com. Type in Mind Gap Podcast, and you will find yourself several designs to choose from to support this podcast. And you can get the Mind Gap logo on a hat, on a drawstring bag, on a t-shirt, on a shower curtain. Fuck, whatever you want. Just slap it on there and be like, woo-wee, I like this. Hey, everybody, check out what I'm wearing. Check You want to shower at my place? You got someone special you want to shower and show them your support for this podcast? Bring them on over and be like, this here. These are my boys, Justin and Doug. You can do that. Support your local podcast, Mind Gap Podcast, redbubble.com. Last but not least, if you're like Doug... Times are tough. I don't know if you saw what the VIX was on the stock market, but it was up today, which means volatility is high, which means shit is going down. People are shorting stuff. Value is going down. Duck. I don't know if I can afford all this. Well, I have good news for you. All you got to do, click like and subscribe. YouTube.com slash podcast. It costs you literally nothing, and it means everything to us. Subscribe, like, and if you're feeling so worthy... Drop a comment in there. Help the algorithm. Get it going. And we would appreciate you for that. All right. Now that Sorry, we're done with I that. I was so late to this Do game. You know I know the secret to nope. making. Nope. Whoa, what was Sorry. that? Nothing. I was getting something prepped. I was. I was. I couldn't get it pulled up fast enough. Oh. But I was hoping that it was still going to be going on. I just. <laughs> I love this. I love it. I just oh, wanted this. You're going to have some like old timey tavern music. Exactly. Yeah, just uh, harmonica was about to kick in and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I love how size like I love that this is still going on. <laughs> I know. I should have pulled it up quicker slotting. That was a wonderful bit. That was wonderful. Uh, I felt like it. That's about the only and even even then that accent kind of comes and goes. So, but that's the one I feel very comfortable in. Uh, if also if you want, come check out our Discord server. Uh, it the link is in the description below. Check it out. Um, come join us. Come game with us. You can meet all the cool people like Noah, Slotty, Zenny, Almighty Crit, Wolfslore, Jared, all those cool people. Come join them. Like, uh, come hang out with us. We'd love to have you as part of our community. Um, we talked about that. And then last but not least, like I said, MindGap, or sorry, YouTube.com slash MindGap Podcast. We live stream our podcast every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central. And then also, I host a video game stream on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. And last Saturday was a real treat because I busted out the Jackbox games. And Richie Armour from You Haven't Heard This Productions joined us. That crazy fuck. It was like 2 a.m. his time in UK, and he played with us for two hours. No. 
We got done. He's like, well, it's about 4 a.m. my time, so uh, good night. And he took off. Um, but we had a really, really, really good time. It was so much fun. It was silly. It was filthy. Um, it was really great. Um, if you want to check out that, you can check out the past live streams on our YouTube channel. And get ready for this Saturday because someone requested it. And God damn it, I love fulfilling requests. We're going to play Ultimate Chicken Horse, which is the game that... It's kind of like my nightmare, but God damn it, we're going to do it. It's a platformer that you build as you go. So you can play with up to four people, and you design the level. And yeah. if it's too easy and everyone gets through, no one gets points. If it's too hard and no one can get through, no one gets points. So you got to make it hard enough talking about this one that you can get through and hopefully do it faster than everyone else. And it's basically my Vietnam. It is yeah. a real nightmare for me, and I will be doing it the full two hours while other people will probably be popping in and out just to make room for other people. So please, please come check that out. Oh, we got some people saying, uh, oh, you love, you love filling, fulfilling requests. Where's Spyfall, Doug? Where's Among Us, Doug? You're right. You're right. Those will be coming up next weekend. Oh, ooh, ooh, I forgot. So this Saturday, mm-hmm. Ultimate Chicken Horse. The following Saturday, April 16th, C2, who we've had on the podcast before, will be joining us for a game night of what the dub so yeah get ready for that that's gonna be a blast that c2 is amazing uh i she was a writer at second city like for a writing show that i was a part of that's how i met her she's an excellent improviser she does an amazing stream i cannot wait to see the shit that she uh she pulls out there where's mysterium i'm with you guys we need to spend more time in tabletop you got it all right we're putting it on the list i'm excited You've been heard. You've been seen. I see you. I hear you. So uh, we'll probably say April 30th is when we'll start doing that. So we'll probably do Spyfall, Among Us, and uh, Mysterium. That sounds awesome. What about we C4? Got- what about C9? <laughs> what about Among Us? We also got uh, another something else fun coming up this weekend yes. on Saturday. Yes. We're actually going to be recording an episode of You Can't Do That Anymore. Um, it's it's with uh, Blake and God damn it. I forgot the other guy's name. Terrence. Terrence, yes. They do a separate podcast where they cover different movies, shows, and things that you used to watch. But if you watch it now, you're like, ah, probably can't make that anymore. And mm-hmm. Justin and I are going to be going over Goonies, which is going to be a lot of fun. So we'll be yeah. recording that on Saturday. We'll keep you posted when that's when that's posted. And uh, be sure to check that out, which will be really, really cool. Yes. All right. So that's housekeeping. And now it's time to say, Justin, how was your week, man? How have you been? It's time to finish the podcast. And now it's time to finish last week's podcast. Wrap up. (laughs) Uh, Week was good, man. I was back in Chicago this last weekend uh, filming a sketch with Signor Vellucci. And uh, so, yeah, it was fun. I got to first time traveling back into the city to shoot when I wasn't a member of a member of a resident of the city. Uh, so it was, uh, it was fun to, fun to get back there and, uh, to see a few people. Hag came and act as, acted as our PA. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, it was a good time. And I got to finally, we went, <laughs> came in Friday night and a few of us run out to grab a couple drinks and, and, you know, kind of catch up and see each other. And as I stayed at Volucci's house, we came back to his place and he's like, there's this sandwich shop just down the road. We were both hungry. And I was like, cool, let's go check it out. And, um, uh, Blanking on the name of the sandwich shop, but when we were in there, Subway. on the oh, that was it. Thank you. You've heard of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. Their bread was very, very good. Well, yeah. bread in quotes. <laughs> um, 
But no, while we were in there, they had a movie on the TV and uh, Volucci was like, what the fuck is this movie? I'm like, immediately, without missing, like, that's over the top. He goes, what? I go, over the top. Well, Sylvester Stallone, he goes, I've never heard of this movie. You mean the arm wrestling movie? I said, he's a truck driver slash arm wrestler that almost loses his kid, but then wins custody of his kid back in an arm wrestling tournament in Vegas. And he goes, wait, what? And I go, yeah, he goes, we're finding this when we get home. (laughs) So we sat down, we ate sandwiches, and we watched Over the Top. And let me tell you, I haven't seen the full movie in a long time. It stacks up. That movie holds water. That movie's something. I that my favorite. Something. My favorite uh, deep dive in that is how did this get made when they cover it? Because man, they break down that movie real well, and I'm like, this movie is bonkers. Episode sixty nine, and I is currently behind a paywall, so I was yeah. not able because that was the first thing. I'm like, I wonder. So on my on my drive home, I I wanted so bad to listen to that, but I could not. But that my, is an my, episode my that I've is, listened to many times. When they do the when they do the over the top move, mm-hmm. and I'm like, so Volucci and I were like, all right, let's see if this works. Let's do the math. That move is so hard to do. That move is so impractical. Yeah, we watched, we stopped it, we rewound slow motion. It's the most absurd. We're like, there's no way that anyone. Also, I'm fairly certain that there are so many rules being broken uh, as far as like arm wrestling rules with guys not even using the bicep, just like pivoting and pulling on the arms i'm like there is none of this is legal also this draws that big of a crowd hard hard pass and he and i'm sure they all covered this in that episode but he arm wrestles one other time prior to the tournament (laughs) one time prior to the tournament and we're supposed to believe he's some savant for arm wrestling yeah right no No. but the movie's amazing Sally says he makes over-the-top references at work that nobody gets. That's why you fit in with us, Slotty. That's why, you That's why you're part of our family. That's why you're, you're here as a Mind Gap family, because we appreciate you. You're the you're best. You're a gapper. You're a gapper. Yeah. Uh, I had a great um, weekend. Um, yeah. I, for weeks now, I've wanted to do this. I was like, eh, is this the right time? Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing, like, we started a family movie night. And we've on Fridays, which is just sort of kind of perpetuated. Like every Friday, we sit down as a family and watch a movie. But a lot of it was because, oh, uh, Encanto's out. Let's watch that. Oh, Spider Man No Way Home is out. Let's watch that. And then I'm like, oh, that's the new movies. And now he's like, so we're doing family movie night. And I'm like, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't think there's a new movie out. And I, I just refuse to watch one of her shitty kid movies. So I don't know. I was just sitting there looking at stuff. And I, I, I almost did it last weekend. But then I was looking at it this week and I was like, oh, this could be risky. But she just she just finished up a week studying dinosaurs. And I was like, Natty, do you want to watch Jurassic Park? <laughs> oh, not where I thought you were going. But I didn't so watch Rampage. No. Um, but I, I was because she watches like Jurassic Park, Cramp, Christine. Cretaceous and whatever, which is sure. you know based on knows. Jurassic World and everything like that, and, and she's watched the trailer for the newest one that's coming out in June or whatever. She's just fascinated. I was like, "Do you want to watch the the original, like where everything came from?" And I listen. This movie's probably going to be a little scary, so if it yeah. gets too scary, seriously, let me know. We'll cut it. Like we'll stop. Like I don't want you. I remember watching this movie when I was like ten years old and yeah. being like, "Huh." kind of freaked out with yeah. like the T-Rex and the raptors and shit like that. I got the Dilophosaurus. 
yeah, it's a dark little movie in places for sure. Yeah, I was like, uh, so she goes, yeah, I do. And she fucking loved it. She got scared a couple times, but she fucking loved it. Tonight had to have been the raptor scene. That one's intense. The raptors chasing the kids got her a little scared. Um, I'm talking about Sam Jackson. When he goes, or no, sorry, not Sam. Oh, Laura. When his arm falls or whatever. like She was hiding, so she didn't see that part because like the raptors were coming out. That kind of scared her in in that sequence. The Dilophosaurus, when it gets like Nedry. And Newman. Yeah, I guess Newman, basically. I was like, hey, just so you know, this part's kind of scary. Right. <laughs> but she was a champ, and she handled it really well. Like, the favorite thing is, too, is I turned up the music really loud, the audio really yeah. loud. So when the T-Rex part happened, and the first boom, I just turned yeah. to Natalie, and I go, Natalie, what was that? She goes, oh. and then and she like, yeah. she's just, I was like, no, I was like whispering to Jill. I was like, Jill, look at Natalie. Natalie's just going, her eyes are just, <laughs> She's just, oh, oh. She's like, did, and then the, she, they look at the goat's gun. She says, where'd the goat go? I go, exactly. <laughs> You're asking the right questions, kid. Exactly. Hang in there. <laughs> did she, uh, did, did she understand the context of like, that was the thing that w- this was building up to? Um, you know, I'll give her credit. She's like, dad, how do mosquitoes, what was that mosquito caught in? Like, how do they make the dinosaurs? I'm like, great question. They're going to answer that momentarily in this right. little cartoon. Like, it's going to be perfect. <laughs> explain. You won't understand it, but they're going to explain it. I and my it. favorite thing is just the question that she asked days later. Yeah. Because the one thing she was really focusing on was the opening scene where they're trying to put the raptor into the raptor pen. Okay. And, you know, basically the raptor moves <clears throat> back, catches one of the guys and eats them, you know, as they're trying to put him in. She's like, Dad... Why were they putting their raptors in there? I was like, well, the raptors have to go in a special place, which now upon rewatching, I'm like, that raptor pit is really small. Like, oh, yeah, it's those bull- raptors bullshit. would absolutely hate each other. Like, that is the absolutely. worst living situation for those raptors. I'm like, how many are in there? Three? Right. That's a tiny living space for those things, man. But she's like, why do they have to go in there? I'm like, well, they just can't let the raptors roam around. Those things will murder everything. She's like, well, why? I was like, do you remember the Brachiosaurus? She goes, yeah. I go, they would totally try to eat those. Like, it's So she's very logistical. She's got a practical yeah. mind, which I'm like, that's my girl. Well, let me explain to you uh, the predatory scale. Oh, this well, is she, how- she's been learning yeah. about herbivores and, and carnivores and stuff like that. All this stuff, you know, yeah. is, she, she gets. So I was like, this is perfect. She's going to love right. this. That's uh, so cool. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And tonight, after dinner, I was like, "Hey, you know, let's let's watch a couple of cooking shows." She's like, "Well, then can we watch Jurassic Park?" I'm like, "No, we can't watch Jurassic Park." She wants to watch it again. She wants to watch it again. <laughs> you can say, "Hey, Natalie, you know what we can watch? Jurassic Park 2. Oh, I actually, as much as I thought it was a kind of just, it was a fun, it was okay. It was just, it was a movie. It was uh, Jurassic World? I think she'd probably enjoy that. You know. Because she plays is with that, those toys. Is that the new? That's the one with Pratt, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I remember watching the movie and being like, yeah, okay. And then just moving on. It wasn't, you know, yeah. fine, but, you know, meh. Uh, but she's, she and she plays with the Indominus Rex. She has a giant toy of that and everything like that. So, I don't know. It could be that's fun. Cool. We'll see. But part of me was like, she's six. Is this what she wants to watch? Like, is this? I was like, oh, because I don't want to be that parent. I really don't want to be that parent. I was like, I'm really desperate like to watch. Forcing your shit on her. And I'm everything. really desperate to watch these movies with her, but I'm also cognizant of like, if she doesn't understand it, I, do, I don't want, <coughs> I'm happy like with some throwaway movies she can watch yeah. and whatever we could talk about later, but like Batman, I'm like, I don't want to pull Batman out yet. Like, right. You, no. you, you want to, you got to find the right time for that because you don't want to, first off, you don't want to, you don't want to spend that bullet, right? Yeah. Too soon. 
but also you don't want to scar her with it so that she has no interest later on. It's it's yeah. a very delicate dance. Because some of those things are much more cerebral. Like, I, you know, we can watch, hey, dinosaurs, rah! You know, it's yeah. fine, it's fun, it's whatever, it's exciting. But it, to talk about the nuances of the Joker and why his, you know... <laughs> Anar- anarchistic views like are interesting <laughs> to human nature it's like ah i don't know she's like why because i have joker posters in my office she's like dad what's the joker do i'm like he's a bad guy <laughs> right well he laughs a lot Nat. like why ah, we'll talk about it when you're older and the best part well, too is you know we were going through apple movies and everything's alphabetical and you know right before j is i and there's it chapter one and chapter two and she sees chapter it chapter two is just like white with you know Pennywise's eyes. She goes, "Ha! That one looks funny." I'm like, "Oh, you oh think boy. that's a funny movie?" I go, "Let me tell you something, kid. It ain't funny. And when you're old right. enough, we can absolutely watch that. But I'll tell you what, that one will give you nightmares, guaranteed. Yep. This one is off limits. <laughs> yes, I love Slotty goes, "Dear Practical Doug, what is the correct number of raptors per square foot?" Well, I'll tell you what. It's got to be bigger than that stupid ass pen they put in that movie because goddamn, <laughs> goddamn. The T Rex had way more. Obviously, it's a bigger creature, but still, like these raptors, man. It was like, I don't know. They run. They need space to run. Right. That's their thing. Yeah. It's like it's it's, it's brutal. Thing. I would argue it's just the worst living conditions for those raptors. Yeah. Wasn't. You know, I would like. Can can we make? Can we submit requests for movies to show Natalie? Sure. Can we have like the listeners yeah. and myself? I'm going to submit uh, Inception. I'd like to get Natalie's take on Inception. You and mean have her watch what... it? Right. The thing is, she won't sit through all that. And now, uh, know that she may take to it like a fish to water. I doubt it. There's just certain things where I'm like, "What will?" Because I'll be watching a show and she'll be like, "Ooh, what's this?" And I'm like, "You're not going to hang around for this. You're going to yeah. be bored. This isn't. This, it's not going to do it for you." Because she's not going to understand Inception and like, yeah. So they're dreaming, and this is another dream within a dream, and it was these. You know, they're trying, they're trying to steal. They're trying to put an idea in this guy's head. And this guy's got daddy issues, and yeah. Ooh, Slotty wants to know: Have you tried any of the Harry Potters yet? Yes, we've that? watched the first three. Um, okay. She was a big fan of the third one. The fourth one, she was. Well, I think she's watched some of, right. but that one got a little scary towards the end with Voldemort. Yeah. Um, we haven't watched anything beyond that. I'd love to watch more of them with her um, because I think she'd really enjoy them, but. Yeah. Haven't haven't gotten all the way there yet, but man, I just like as she gets older, I'm like, oh, 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 look at these movies we can watch. I'm curious to, st- I'm why kids seem to have there's a never ending fascination with kids about dinosaurs, and I think it's awesome that it spans. It is it's been going on forever, and it it spans generations and genders and everything, and it is just. It's just one of those like you. Everyone likes dinosaurs when they're younger, and I don't know. Beth used to she, you know, she had a two year old class that she taught, and there were kids who came in and their loveys were dinosaurs, and like one kid, this kid was fucking smart, like two and a half, three years old. He was he was naming you. You showed him a picture of a dinosaur, like yeah, that's the whatever Dilaposaurus or whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck it is, and he knew the names and he knew the and I'm like this. Kids love fucking dinosaurs. Yeah, man. It's it's amazing. I know, and I'm honestly excited. I'm taking Natalie to Disney World here pretty soon, and the yeah. one ride I'm excited to take her on is Dinosaur. Now, I've also warned her. I'm like, listen, that ride's going to be scary. All Which right? one is that? Where's That's that at Animal at? Kingdom, right in the Dino Land. Okay. I don't know if and I went to that uh, section. It is... It's, it's, it's really fun. It's one of my favorite rides. I was like, listen, it's going to be dark. 
It's going to mm-hmm. be bumpy, and there's some scary ass dinosaurs in that. Okay, like Is it's yeah. There's a giant Carnosaurus that comes out. It's like it stumps out and it goes. It's huge, and at the end, you're like going down, and it's it's there's a big stationary thing, but it's got a strobe light on it, so it looks like it's coming at you. I was like, listen. I even showed like because they have 4K videos of these rides. I showed her the ride because I'm like, listen, I need you to know what you're walking into because she's pumped about it. I'm like, this is great. It's gonna be scary. I need right, you to yeah. know this, okay? <laughs> it's different when you're watching it on screen than when you're immersed in it. Yes, and I also told her because she's she's tall enough to ride pretty much any ride at this That's point, awesome. which is awesome. I go, you're also gonna go on mom and dad's favorite ride, which is the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. <laughs> We're all going as a family, all right? There you go. And we're going to have fun. But specifically, the dinosaur one, I'm excited just because, again, I don't. I agree. Like, there's something about it that just fascinates kids. Yeah. And I couldn't miss out on an opportunity to be like, this is one of the greatest movies. With, again, I'm listening to the score. I'm like, John Williams, oh. you fucking genius. Like, God Absolutely. damn it. Yeah. Just the goat. So good. <clears throat> I, I wish that you guys could get, like, a two-hour pass, not even a day pass, just a two-hour pass to go to Universal. Yeah, to go to take her to the original Jurassic Park ride. When Beth and I were back down, the, the oh god, that was is it? No, I don't even remember what it was. Whatever the hell we went down last time to Florida, we we got uh, because of my job, we got passes to Universal, and we went checked out all the Harry Potter stuff, which was mm-hmm. amazing. And then as we were walking around, I'm like, oh my god, I haven't been on this ride in years and like decades like we got to go on this ride again and so we went and it is the most the most dated ride that has not been updated since the 90s and it is just perfect i don't remember like because i know they've updated there's maybe i'm thinking islands of adventure that's probably what i'm thinking of because you might yeah because there's definitely an updated version there i think even now they've updated it with jurassic world stuff where there's really cool stuff that's in there now. not on this one (laughs) this one is still like you still got, I think you might still have like Newman's voice running oh, around. Oh boy. The, the, the T-Rex comes at you and then like you go to, it's the water ride. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Like it's, and look, maybe I uh, missed something, but like, yeah, the <laughs> animatronics are like the water's like, like the, it's even, I don't know if they've refilled it since the nineties. You can see like the hydraulic lift that the yeah. dinos are on. It's really janky, but I'm like, this is awesome. This is, this is fun. Brings this back memories. Fun. Yeah. It's really cool. That smell. Yeah. It's that water, stale water that's been stale sitting water. there for yeah. 30, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. good stuff. Well, yeah. So that's Jurassic awesome. Park, check. Done. Exciting. One of the, one of the few movies that uh, holds up as far as uh, the CG yes. goes to. Honestly, like. What are we at? We're actually, I think next year, is the, didn't it come out in 93? Yeah. So we're coming up on 20 years. 30 no, years. 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, like watching CG it, still fucking great. I look at that, and then we immediately watch like a trailer for the newest one. Obviously, there's a difference, but it's still solid given yeah. the time. Like it's the really held up. One, mm-hmm. In 30 years from now, will that hold up? That's because the reason is they did they did so many practical effects. That and is they true. Moved the two, and that was what was key. Well, that, also you so. gotta realize there's a lot of sequences where like the actors are acting against nothing. And they do a phenomenal job, like in the in the original. Yes, one. that's yeah. like incredible how they're yeah. just like sheer terror, and you realize, oh, the camera's just pointed at them. There's nothing behind them, you know. Right, right. And they're like, ah, just you know, yeah. Laura Dern's like losing her mind. I'm like, oh my god, they're just like, all right, something really scary is here. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and there's other times where you can see the animatronics. I'm like, that's fucking terrifying. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, really, really scary. So, yeah. 
So uh, good. Yeah, so good. Um, so, just what just recently happened? What quote unquote holiday did we just have, Justin? Oh man, it's it's your favorite holiday, my favorite holiday. I think everyone who tunes into this podcast, it's uh, it's the national holiday to end all national holidays. It was April Fool's Day. That's right, one April the, Fool's Day. One of the dumbest holidays out there, and I mean that. And I, I'm I'm also keeping in mind St. Patrick's Day. I'm keeping in mind <laughs> Valentine's Day. I'm keeping because the thing about April Fool's Day is I always forget about it because that's what it wants you to do. They want you to forget about it. It's a very unassuming holiday. Yes, it's because it's not really a holiday. Just it's just a day. And I always think of it because it's my mom's birthday. So I'm like, all right, April first, and then inevitably that day rolls around. You ever you ever fucked with your mom on on her birthday? No, because I'm a good human. Because <laughs> I never once was like, you know what I should do? Ruin my mom's birthday. You know, right. as much as I wanted to. No, it's just it's just such a dumb day because yeah. I forget about it. And then big news announcements happen. And then you have to realize, is this bullshit or not? Yep. Absolutely. Always what it is. And most of the time, the people that like to participate in this quote-unquote holiday are some of the most unfunniest fuckers out there. They are not creative. They are not funny. They do jokes. They're like the guy in your office is like, hey, dude, I'm going to tell you a joke. It's like, that's racist. You right. shouldn't say that. We're like, ha, ha, ha. And just it's the, the fucking... The should have been blowjobs of the world are out there just ruining everyone's day because they are not clever. Because it's the same people that think they're funny and they're like, I could do stand up. And they go to a stand up show. And as the comedian is performing, they're like, blah. And they start heckling or, or trying to contribute because right. they're like, this is what I do. It's like, shut the fuck up. You're not funny. You don't right. know how this works. Stop talking. But then you got assholes. They're like, huh, 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 huh. and they're like, I'm going to make this real great for everybody. And uh, they ruin it. They ruin someone's day. Yeah. And, I was, I, I, we were talking off Mike. I, I despise the holiday less than you do, but it is still a holiday in which I think I, I share the same opinion. There are a lot of people, the, the should have been blowjob people uh, who just, Big, big fucking swings and misses gigantic swings and misses i'm a fan of the ones wendy's has pulled a few good things out in the past because wendy's doesn't miss when it when it swings yeah. there's a few other people and it's usually the ones that make the news we're like and so and so you know uh we, the fluff pieces at the end of every newscast and they show them and there's some people who do some really fucking creative things i was always uh it always was an aggravating holiday from i, I say holiday loosely Holiday for me, um, because I always wanted to come up with something good. I was always racking my brain trying to come up with something good, and I never could. And guess what? I didn't participate. If I couldn't come up with something good, I didn't just fart something out you there. Force it. I didn't force it. Yep. But it's those people, like we talked about, who you know they and then there's other people who you know have, have come out and said like, hey, just FYI on this holiday. Pregnancy is not a funny thing to do April Fool's about. Uh, death is not a funny thing to do April Fool's about. Uh, job loss, uh, whatever, yada, yada. There are certain topics that people go to because it's by default. Like, mom, dad, we're pregnant. Really? No, April Fool's. That's not funny. That's no. not funny. And there has a lot of uh, emotional repercussions for certain people. Emotional uh, damage. There's emotional damage, <laughs> yes, for some people uh, tied in with that. And yeah. Prime example was brought up by uh, by our buddy Jared. Yeah, and real quick, you know, there are some. You mentioned there are some companies that do it right. I remember for years, Blizzard 
did an incredible job every April April Fool's Day, especially with like they would announce a new update for like World of Warcraft. And one of them goes, we're announcing a new class. It's the Bard. And they showed some guy like, he goes, you actually have to play your keyboard like a guitar. Like Guitar Hero, because Guitar Hero was cool at the time. And like, yeah. if you play this and if you keep it going, you will inspire your, your party. It's like, you know, it was, I was like, that's fun. Obviously, April right. Fool's. And there's another one that's like. It's very on brand. Yeah. There was also, they're like, there's a new playable class. It's the Wisp, which is essentially in Warcraft games. Wisp is like a worker. And it's a, okay. it gets resources and it's worthless. And it has one ability, which is called like detonation. It will explode and take away someone's man. It's like, you could play as the wisp. You get one life and you can detonate. That's its only attack. And when you detonate, you're permanently dead. Like just fun, creative <laughs> things where people can be like, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. That's yeah. That's obviously an April fools. Um, yeah. So credit for that sort of stuff. Cause it, it is funny and it's also a good fun and people are like, it's no big deal. But Jared uh, in our in our Discord shared uh, this story off Reddit where this guy said, my boss told me I was fired as soon as I got to work, laughed and walked off. And essentially what happened was this person spent the next two hours shutting down their station, packing up their stuff, destroyed their client list. Uh, and then he, when he got home three hours later, his boss called him and was like, hey, where are you at? I can't find you in the office. And he's like, uh, you fired me. Why the hell would I be at work? He's like, it's April Fool's. It was a joke. Get back in here. And he's like, no, you clearly said I'm fired. I'll be taking unemployment for a few months and filing a complaint with HR. And uh, yeah, essentially it turned into a giant thing where this guy yeah. was calling him. Uh, he was he was saying uh, he's, he's uh, being a leech and everything like that. He was getting just absolutely bombarded and... Ultimately, what happened is this was a terrible boss, obviously. Um, this guy talked with HR. Mm. He was talking with a lawyer um, and all that sort of stuff. And ultimately, this, this boss got fucking terminated because <laughs> a lot of other employees did the same thing. They basically like, we quit. Like they, yeah. they all kind of like in solidarity, like, fuck this shit. And this this uh, poster said they got called and they they brought him back. They gave him a raise. They put him on a team. They gave him like they gave him all the stuff that he was hoping to get. That he'd been working yeah. for three years to get to do this, all because this guy thought it would be funny to be like, "You're fired," <laughs> and then walk off. And the only thing I'll say to this, the, as I hear it laid out in front of me, this could have he's this worker is lucky it went this way. Because there is a chance that it could have not worked out for him in the sense that now, was the boss wrong? Was he an idiot? A hundred percent. I want to make that very clear. I feel that way. But at the same time, you got to know what day it is and you got to know that there are fucking idiots. And the boss didn't necessarily say anything that was like super vulgar or like in extremely insulting. Like he made a bad joke and walked away. You could you could argue that this guy did take it a little to the extreme. Did it work out for him? Yes, it did. And should it have worked out for him? Probably, yes. And to, to elaborate, this poster originally says to you, he goes, this wasn't the single incident that got this guy fired. There like, we go. Now we're on to it. He's like, there, apparently this guy had had a history of harassment and there had been plenty of stuff, you know, because I guess the night before this guy had yelled at a bunch of his other colleagues, you know, just... Been very. This was this was the final world. straw, right? In all of this, and it just so happened that you know this guy was you know a toxic, you know leader, yeah, and was causing all sorts of problems. And this just happened to be the thing that we're like, all right, uh, you just 
thought it would be a good idea on April Fool's Day to tell someone they were fired, they left, and now our company is liable because they think it's an unlawful termination. Get the right. fuck out of here, you moron. Like, right. Well, and that's the thing, too, where you're just like, <clears throat> because he was such a bad boss, what a wonderful way for him to get, like, yeah. It could not have been a better, like, talk about the April Fool's that backfired. Could not have been a, a more wonderful way for this boss to finally get his comeuppance. Yeah, I just, th these are the things that just, it set me on fire because, <sighs> listen. It's pointless. I'm not an expert, okay? I'm not an expert in comedy. I studied it for a little while. Did improv, did a little bit of writing, you know, did a little bit of acting and things right. like that. And... Took a few classes at Vassar. Took a few. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I have enough. I know enough to be humble. I know enough to shut the fuck up. Sometimes, mm -hmm. um, most of the time, I don't mm -hmm. always, you know, nail it. But it's it's you know one of those things where I wouldn't dare to joke about something like that unless again it's like number one rule. Number one rule in improv is yes and. Number two is listen. Number three is don't be Hitler. Um, don't be Hitler in a scene unless it's going to be funny. And there's a huge asterisk there with unless it's going to be funny because it better be fucking good because if you're going to play Hitler in a scene, it better bring down the fucking house because guess what? Uh, kind of a touchy subject, the old Holocaust. Mm. If you're going to come out and be the guy that you know, you know, know was instrumental in executing uh, millions of people, it better be pretty fucking funny. So... Um, same thing with April Fools. Like the idea of most of the stuff, I think, is probably harmless, but people are just so fucking dumb. They are yeah. so dumb, and they're like, "Oh, this will be hilarious." I'm going to tell my mom I'm pregnant. <laughs> right. Uh, April Fools. It's just you know, just it, 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 and I've been the person that's done this. That's I want to be. I want to be clear with that. I've been the person yeah. that's like, "Oh, this is funny to me," but it's not funny to someone else, and I've absolutely regretted it right. after i've done it i've learned I'm still learning to this day that what's funny to me should not be always at the expense of someone else <laughs> sorry jared <laughs> sorry jared um because i am doing it in fun but yeah. someone may not see it that way and i've Wait, i think when i look back on my life is right. that not funny anymore are I we mean, not doing that i think it's still funny okay cool but, as long as that's still funny but I realize, looking back on my life, I've, I have um, made jokes at other people's expense, and I meant well by it. But it obviously was still at someone else's expense, and that's not right. what I want to do. And I feel like a lot of people are too dumb to realize that this is funny. April Fool's Day. It's like no, it's not funny. It's stupid. And that's guess what? You don't have to participate. Just like I don't wear green on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, because I don't, I don't believe in. Because you're a curmudgeon, that's why, Doug. I don't think about it because it's not a holiday. It's not a real holiday, and I'm like, "Where's your green? Go fuck it yourself." It is to the Shirish. It is to the Shirish, Doug. Is that the Irish people that live in the Shire? No, it's the Chicago Irish people. Mm, I think that refers to the, the Irish people that live in the Shire. You know? Well, I mean, in the Shires of Chicago. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. The Chicago Shire, right? The Chicago Shires. Yeah. The Frodo O'Malley's, you know? <laughs> exactly, yes. We live up in uh, the corner of uh, Wellington and uh, Hobbit Avenue. 
Wellington and Brandywine Bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 So long story short, fuck off with your April Fool's Day. Just don't do it. (laughs) That's my dare speech. Just don't fucking do it. Stay out of it. I just don't understand. There's there's these certain like we talked about it when when St. Patrick's Day rolled rolled around. Like why why do we die the Chicago River for that holiday and no other holidays? Like why is that holiday so every year it just continues to churn and churn and get bigger and bigger? Same with April Fool's Day. Like why why is it still a recognized? Is there anyone that would be super? bummed out if we just kind of did away with it and let it go into slip into the ether i'd be curious like is there anyone definitely with saint patrick's day there would be riots because people would be like not my my river um but i any would anyone take to the streets for april fool's day someone would someone would be so? like ah oh, you're a bunch of cucks just giving in to the social justice warriors you can't take a fucking joke <clears throat> right you know I yeah. everyone's so uptight they canceled April Fool's Day. Right. I'm I'm being put upon. No one can take a joke anymore. Everyone's so serious. Meh. Yeah, That's all off. Fox News would talk about. Yeah, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Stick your dick in your butt and fuck yourself. There you go. Ta da. Well, you know. I've put my dick in worse. Haven't we all? Haven't we all? Mom. Um My mom has a dick Speaking apparently. Of putting your dicks in worse. Uh, actually, I, I was actually thinking maybe we could skip that because we're, you know, as I look at my non-existent watch, uh, I think we're running out of time and I want to oh, make sure yeah. we get to look, the meat. Well, this, yeah, this is going to, this is the meat and potatoes of this one. Yeah. Thanks, Sly, for, for Let's Go Brandon. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Slotty, very predominant Let's Go Brandon guy. Um, so, big news. I finally saw the Batman uh, this past weekend. I very excited. The Batman theme, or at least point seven seconds. Oh God, such a good theme! Such a good theme. Um, My daughter had a play date with a friend from school, and apparently it was girls. It was was girls only. Uh, So I was like, "Oh, but I wanted to." I will say this: they went to an arcade, and I was like, "God damn it, that would have been fun." That is pretty cool. Apparently, Natalie dunked on this girl pretty hard in most of the games. I was like, "This my fucking girl." But I was like, well, while you're doing that, I guess I'll go see this movie. Bye. And I went and saw the Batman. I was very excited. And um, as. Yeah. First thing I got to ask is how was the movie going experience? Well, I'm glad you asked, Justin, because uh, the curse of Doug being annoyed at movie theaters lives on. It runs strong. In this particular situation, um, not a super full theater. I got a space not really too much around anyone else. I was towards the back, towards the corner, uh, but through about 60% of the movie, someone three rows back uh, was snoring through the film, which was really unfortunate because, um, you know, I could have moved, but I could still hear them snoring because it was loud snoring. Yeah. And it was really obnoxious. had a deep sleep going. They weren't just like not a cute snore. I was just like, God damn it. I can't win. I just can't win. And this is why I look at AMC and go, fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. Let me stream my shit at home because I don't want to deal with that horse shit. It's super right. obnoxious. Really annoying. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, but so that was about for the first 60% of the film. And then for probably last 35%, 40% of the film, uh, they woke up. So, which I'm good. So <laughs> I'm glad they got to see the end of it. 
Yeah. I love how Slotty goes, sounds like an endorsement for the film. No, sir. No. This person was just a garbage person. So <laughs> they should have stayed home and napped because that's just not cool. Yeah. Um, but I was very excited. I had above average expectations for it. I liked okay. the trailer. The marketing for it really appealed to me. I love the fucking soundtrack. I listened to that in advance. I was like, I'm here for this. I love a Batman movie. But... I do go in with a grain of salt because I'm of two minds because you say Batman movie. I'm like, you have my attention. I'm mm -hmm. interested. I'm, it's like, hey, Blink-182 put out an album. I'm like, okay, oh. I'm probably going to go ahead and buy it without listening right. to it. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm already invested. Yeah. But at the same the time. The brand in and of itself has done enough good. Your The stock is up, if you will. Yes. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, we've had so many versions of Batman recently. You know, I mean, yeah. if you think about it. When was the last Batman? I think Dark Knight Rises was 2000, was 2012. So it was 2012. That was the last full Batman movie. Yeah, that Batman didn't share the screen with someone. Yeah, and for the record, we're gonna spoil this movie. So if you haven't seen it, yes, you know, mind your balls. Um, but uh, so the last, so Nolan Universe was like 2006 through 2012, and then you had Zack Snyder stuff. And then you had, you know, dabbling in the, you know, you had Jared Leto's Joker and Harley Quinn for Suicide Squad. And now we're getting this one, which is its own separate universe. So it's, it's, it's kind of, my fear is like, are we going to be retreading old ground? Are we going to see his parents get killed again? It was kind of like with Spider-Man. It's like, I swear to God, if I see him get bit by a fucking spider, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> lose my shit. Um, but I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good overall, um, you know, for a Batman <laughs> Slotty is aggressively minding my balls. Good, sir. Good. It's Tuesday night. Take care of yourself. Self-care. It's really important. Um, but I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I liked the soundtrack. Um, I think um, it's probably the first time we've seen a true detective Batman in all of the Absolutely. films that we've seen. A lot of the other ones have been Batman smashing faces, which does exist in this film it does happen yes. but not nearly as much as the other films and you see a lot of him sleuthing you see a lot of him gathering information trying to make connections um which i thought was really cool because that also made the parts where he beats ass that much more interesting he's like oh cool he's beating ass now which is really good and robert pattinson thought he was great thought he was yeah. wonderful i i had i had my dad as, as a lot of people i think did when it was first announced that Pattinson was going to be the Batman, I was like, oh, God, really? We're getting vampire Batman? I find, you know, the teen heartthrob, whatever, I get it. And then I really started to dig into Pattinson's kind of his, his body of work, and he's done everything he can and then some to separate himself from that Twilight role. And really, when you really break down what his, where his career has taken him, it's actually pretty fucking impressive and yeah. he is a good fucking actor and he did a great job with this role. He, I, I am here for Pattinson's Batman. I'm 100%. absolutely here for it. Yeah. Yeah. He did I thought, a great uh, job. Zoe Kravitz was also delightful. She Wonderful. Was phenomenal. Selena Kyle. The, was, the imagining of all the characters I thought was one of the best things. Yeah. Like how they imagined the penguin. They didn't go Danny DeVito. You know, mm -hmm. they, it was like, what would this guy look like if he was truly and they, you know, they they got him right around there and 
they released a deleted scene of uh, where, you, where you see a little a five minute interaction with the Joker mm-hmm. and what he would look like and talk about a twisted look he's got, but exactly mm-hmm. what he might look like in real life. You yeah. know, uh, the Riddler was not your Jim Carrey in a green suit, you know, with a mm-hmm. question mark staff. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was everyone that they imagined. They imagined in a way that I was like, yeah, this is plausible. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, it was very grounded. Um, it's pretty dark in a sense of like, you know, most people give Batman movies shit because like, it's so dark. It's so yeah. broody. And I'm like, yeah, but look at this world they're living man- in, man. Right. Half the police force is corrupt. Politicians are corrupt. Right. There's crime. It seems like crime is fucking rampant. Like there's nothing oh, that can be done about it. What's to be excited about? <laughs> about right. living here, you know? Well, the other thing, yeah, and it's just look, you're it's Gotham is probably near Seattle because it's just raining all the time, dude. It's there was gotta so be, much rain in that movie. I was like, fuck. So much. The thing is, too, he. So one of the things we talked about is you see more Batman in this film than you have in pretty much any other Batman film, or maybe all of them combined. Yeah. You the total the total time that Batman versus Bruce Wayne is on screen is very uh, uh, skewed. It is yeah. it is a very Batman have and again. I'm here for that. Yeah. But when he's standing out there in the rain, like when he first goes to where the, uh, the mayor gets murdered. Yeah. He walks in and he's, and he's he coming in. He's, he's just been just standing out there in the rain and he walks in. I'm like, all I could hear in my head was just, <laughs> I'm like, gets across hardwood. You know, it's like, eat, oh, yeah. eat, as he's exactly. walking with his boots. I'm like, there's that inside of that costume has to be so fucking grimy. Oh, it's gonna be so gross. It's just rain in there. There's no way that's waterproof. And like, yeah, yeah, it's like he's got to air that out every night, probably in front of industrial like air dryers, just to make right, sure that it's exactly. dry. Because otherwise, you're gonna get mildew and shit in there. It's gonna be real yeah. bad. It's not gonna be good on your <laughs> on your skin at all. Yeah, um, not at all. So, what would you give the movie? And in, in, let's start here. Mm-hmm. A through uh, 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 a normal F. school grades. Yeah, A through F. Where would you put this movie? I put it at a B plus or an A minus, kind of right around that area for me. I th- I thought it was real solid all around. Acting was good. I thought the plot was engaging. Um, I thought the sound, the the fucking score was phenomenal. Um, the cinematography stood out to me in a lot of ways. is very unique and engaging. Um, yeah, I thought it was all around. It was it was solid. Um, I know it was close to a three hour runtime. Probably could have been a little shorter. Um, Not probably, but I didn't Not mind probably. it. I also I also didn't mind it like I, I was when it comes to like long movies it, unless I the only reason why I was feeling is I had to pee really bad because I made the mistake of being hydrated that day um, and I was like an hour in I was like look at my watch I'm like fuck oh we're holding this in we got to focus you know um, so it, it, the, I didn't mind that it was as long as it was because I found it engaging so um, yeah. yeah how about you how would you grade it. I would give this a solid B to B minus. I I th- I want to go on record before we start really diving into this and say I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy the movie. I thought it was I thought it was a, a really fun movie. Fun is maybe not the best. What you mean? It was a, it was a it was a fun experience. It was a fun experience. It was a great cinematic experience. Um, so I did enjoy the movie. That being said, it's not without its flaws. Of course, as as our one of our mottos here at Mind Gap. I enjoyed it, but it's not without its flaws. Um, So, yeah, I would give it a a, a B to a B minus. One of my biggest things that with issues is that is the runtime. I'm over I'm over movies that have a 
uh, a two and a half plus hour runtime. Mm-hmm. I think that no movie should be over two hours. If you need to take more than two hours to tell your movie, you need to make two movies. Mm-hmm. Is is my that's my hot take for the day. I I don't think these these ballooned runtimes are doing anyone any good. I think it it allows you to meander where you don't need to meander. It slow things slows things down. It makes things. It gives you the opportunity to get into trouble and overcomplicate things. I just don't think you need three hours to tell a story. Mm-hmm. I just I don't. And if you need that time, then you need to do two movies mm-hmm. because it's just too long. I could have easily cut out easily cut out twenty five minutes from this film like that mm-hmm. without batting an eye. What would you cut I out? I would have cut out the entire Thompson Center scene. I thought blowing up the seawall. Yeah. That. For me, I was like, I did not need this. That actually almost ruined the movie for me. It pulled me out of it. I, I can I can feel you there. It was good because what I appreciate about it is, you know, what I enjoy about anything that involves a Riddler is that he's always he keeps you on your toes, right? Like, what is he doing? Yeah, What's he's planning? Yeah. And having him do that, there is something about that that did fall flat. I agree with you there because. I feel like Batman didn't necessarily win. Like no. he did, but not really. You know what I mean? And at the end, the Riddler was like, Frah! "I'm like, are you mad because I, they didn't? Your your cronies didn't shoot the mayor? Is that what you're I, mad about? Because you pretty much wrecked this fucking city. Like I'd say that you won. You yeah, like the city is complete in complete disarray. Yeah, Mi- millions if not billions of dollars worth of damage done. Who knows also, how many people are dead? That's what right. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like. And I don't know, it just didn't make, I felt like this, it, it took something that was really trying to ride the line about being it, the uh, grounded in reality, and it just took it, and I'm like, this, I don't, it felt it felt like it was going, it was hearkening back to the Michael Keaton Batman. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a big set piece that I don't think, I bought, I more so bought Bane blowing up the football stadium mm-hmm. more than I did this set piece of... Mm-hmm the seawall being blown up and the the water flooding in. Cause in my mind too, I'm like, why did it just stop? If he blew up a seawall, like all of a sudden the water just stops rushing in. Like Batman's able to just like ferry these people out by holding up a bat flare. Like, I think the important thing was the flooding was bad, but what made it worse was the Riddlers. Obviously sharpshooters were there to sure. the idea was, funnel everybody in they're dealing with this and then they get shot everyone just gets murdered but even then they don't have bolts for everyone in that crowd i think the idea was to was i think it was obviously to bring in the leaders and in the time of crisis kill them so that kind of almost in a joker-esque way that the city sort of tears itself apart because it's you know so i understand the design of it but the execution was weird because it felt like there was supposed to be a very profound moment there and i don't think that there was right because like when, Batman, when Batman fell and then did the bat flare and then like, and you saw like that, that panning out shot where yeah. he was leading them and there was like ducks following the mama duck through the yeah. water. Like that again, to your point, like I'm like, that seemed like it was supposed to be this big, like we're following the, the light and the dark, our hero. And I was like, eh. see that led to one of my problems with the movie is that people seem pretty nonplussed about Batman. Like <laughs> I know it's year two for him. Yeah, and, you know the the cops only ones are like, are you fucking serious? You're letting right. this guy come around here, but I was like, you guys, like, I feel like he gets called out early on that there's like, there's a vigilante out there fighting this. Like, that's how bad things are. But at the end, 
He's helping. He's on top of the fucking stadium, carrying people out. No one's like, hey, you arrest him. Like no one's like, yeah, he was a hero. But I feel like that's not what Batman does. Batman doesn't hang around and do damage control. He's not that good of a hero. No, his whole thing is (laughs) he's not Steve Rogers. His whole thing is his whole thing is to like, yeah, to be not seen. And I appreciate the idea of him trying to be heroic and that sacrifice, right? He's, he's trying to cut the wire so that right. other people don't get electrocuted. He's willing to take the hit for that for his city. But people are way too cool about him being there. And that yeah. always bothered me. I, I mean, sure, to some the cops kind of gave a little bit of gruff, but they still just let him go through because some lieutenant, Lieutenant Gordon's like, it's cool. He's with me. Right. Like they, they bring up like, hey man, he's handling you know evidence. He's like, he's got gloves on. Like everyone should be like, sir, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to report you to like internal affairs or something. Like you are not following protocol. Protocol, right? You were. He's with me. Doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. Doesn't matter. I can't bring my kid in here. My kid may be with me, but I can't allow them to come in. This is a civilian. I can't stress that enough. Yeah. He does. He holds zero authority. Yeah. I was. Yeah. That. That was the. That was one of the things where I was like, ah. Right. No, I mean, I, yeah. So the other, but the other thing I feel like I maybe this is it. I don't think you needed to blow up that seawall. She was already going to have this. That's a good point. Event. She was already going to be in this Tom, the Thompson Center. Yeah. Right. It's not like so that. Why, <clears throat> like maybe you uh, maybe put explosives around the outside so you barricade the doors and people can't get out. Now you've got them trapped in. Now you're shooting fish in a barrel. I think the whole seawall thing was just way too big. Well, also, it kind of goes counter what the Riddler was trying to do because the Riddler thought he and Batman were on the same side because they were fighting the corrupt people. Right. But it seems like you could argue that these corrupt people were innocent, but he doesn't. there wasn't a point in the movie where he harmed innocent people. Who's that? The The Riddler. No, he he only well. No, I don't think. I don't think his stuff was very targeted and very personal. So it almost seems out of of character to be like, I'm going to blow up these seawalls and just flood the whole fucking city. Because he was an orphan, like he was. If anything, he's the common man with like a high intelligence. So it seemed that's that's. Granted, the Riddler does do some pretty heinous shit in the comics and things like that. But in that movie, we haven't seen a, mo- a reason for him to do that unless I'm missing something. Just pure chaos. I mean, he does go on a pretty big rant in his like final video and everything like that. Yeah. So maybe I missed something there. But I agree with you. Like, Seawall seems kind of like a bonus that didn't yeah. need to be there. It, yeah, Just having everyone there, may- maybe the idea was like, well, there's no way that those guys could get into that event and hide up in the rafters because you know there would be security. And I was like, well, I'd argue they got up there anyway before the flood hit. So I was going to say, there's you know, a lot of things in this. They just, they let a big dude dressed in a bat costume walk onto us. That doesn't seem like the police force is doing much to stop people from just walking into places. So, yeah. So, yeah. I agree. I, I you and I, in agreement there, Seawall probably didn't need to happen. Didn't um, need to happen. So I would have cut, I would have cut a lot of that scene. I also would have reworked this. And I know. I know Matt Reeves probably tried to avoid it and for what it was, he did a good job, but he fell into the same issue that every DC movie falls into. He had too many characters. There was too much going on, I think. And he did, he, he tried almost too much to relate like 
Selena Kyle and then Falcone is her father, but Falcone killed Baroni and then you've got the penguin and then you've got this and then the Riddler. Then the, it, it was, it was too much. It was just too much. Like if you had, and it was all engineered so that one domino led to the next, led to the next, led to the next. But I think you could have reworked the script and I don't know how I haven't put in the legwork to figure it out, but I, you could have reworked the script to maybe remove one or two characters and save them for the next film because it just seemed like we were really overloaded with plot points. See, I thought it was actually handled relatively well, given the amount of characters. Um, I felt like they all got a good amount of screen time. And when, when these characters showed up, especially like Penguin, I was like, oh, cool. You know, and, you know, it yeah. was it was a nice sort of setup for everything. And it, it felt like the comic Long Halloween in a sense of okay. that one deals is really cool because it really follows so many different character villains because yes. the long Halloween comic is essentially about a serial killer who's going around and killing people like vigilante style, like killing crime bosses and things like that. And everyone's like, who the fuck is doing this? But then you're like, Oh, I bet it's the, the Riddler, but then the Riddler gets attacked. He doesn't get killed, but he gets attacked. Right. And it's like, who is this? Who's going, it, it, it feels like in Batman's trying to suss out, who is behind all this as he's going through clues and he's seeing all these connections. I kind of got that vibe from it in that, sure. yeah. you know, uh, I would argue that the one person who really got left behind was Alfred, that guy. So there was another one, and this is a minor plot point for yeah. me, but he gets, he gets blowed up. He's yeah. in the hospital. Bruce and him have this horribly forced emotional interaction, which had zero emotional stakes to it. Yeah. It was, I took care of you. I was a surrogate father. I realize that now. And that's it. Like it was, there was no, we got no backstory. There was nothing that led us to the point where they, they were trying to pay off this big emotional reveal of like, he is essentially your father. And it was just, it, it fell flat for me because oh, there, was no, there was no buildup to it. Also yeah. after he's like, after he's there with him and he sees the bat signal, we don't see Alfred at all the rest of the movie mm -mm. presumably he lives but we don't know there's we have no idea well also that scene is like i hate my dad because he did this now Alfred goes nah this is what happened he's like okay like <laughs> yeah it's just the flip i was yeah and I also it's heavily implied that alfred taught him how to fight uh-huh you know because he's like i could teach you how to fight but i never could teach you how to love I don't know if that was the line, but, uh, you know, good enough. Yeah. I was like, wait, Alfred taught him all that. You know, I'm like, okay, no, in, in this universe, fine. That's whatever, you know, like but in, as far as canon goes, didn't Alfred come from a, a long, military background? He did. Yes. That's, yeah. and that he even says, he's like, I was hired to protect your family. That's right, why right. I, I exist here. So yeah, Alfred was woefully like when I heard Andy circumstance, Alfred, I'm like, great. Awesome. Yeah, he's like in great, three yeah. scenes, you know, not much, not much in there. Yeah. So which again, so yeah, that person, yeah, that aspect of it got cut. But I enjoyed Selena Kyle stuff. Falcone was interesting. Penguin was interesting. The Riddler, I thought, was great. I know people have been clamoring for a Riddler like this since right around Dark Knight Rises. People were like wanted to have the villain be yeah. Guy Pierce. People were hoping it'd be him or Johnny Depp. Yeah, and having this be this saw-like serial killer that was terrifying and people had to deal with. And I really enjoyed that aspect to this. I thought Paul Dano, that guy plays one hell of a creepy person, man. That guy kills it as that kind of character. To that end, I thought this movie should be rated R. I would have been okay with I that. Actually, I don't think that it, 
went far enough. What would you have liked I, to have seen? Like true brutality. Like I think we saw brutality, but like I, I think the same thing happened with. Uh, now I, I, again, one of my all-time favorites is Heath Ledger in Christopher Nolan's uh, Dark Knight. But Wayne Parham uh, and I were talking about it years ago, and he brought up an interesting point where he thought he's like Christopher Nolan always cut from the scenes right when Heath Ledger was really starting to sink his teeth in the material. Mm -hmm. He goes, he didn't let Ledger really fully envelop that character and, and become the Joker. And I almost felt the same way with this. I was like, you, you saw Dano being creepy, but I just, I felt like, if you're going to do this, if you're going to go saw, if you're going to go dark and thriller horror almost, then lean into it and go R. Let it go all the way. Mm -hmm. I think I think I think it would have made for a more unsettling character cuz Dano's um the speech that he gave when he was in prison mm -hmm. to Batman, that fell flat for me. I thought the Joker speech to Batman in uh The Dark Knight was far for whatever reason was far more unsettling or believable or maniacal or chaotic than mm -hmm. this this one where he was uh you know just like ear fucking him with a whisper like i just didn't i didn't buy i, I just there's something dano did a great job but i felt like he needed to be they needed to open up the throttle and just say do do whatever you want to do i feel like he almost wasn't given enough this might sound like a, a cop out or a crutch but i also one of the things that we're in this film is that no one is their fully realized character yet. Penguin is the second in command. That's Batman is, is second year in this. The Joker in this film is supposedly not even full Joker yet. Like supposedly mm -hmm. he's, you know, coming into that Riddler is the same way. Like Riddler from my experience in reading stuff is generally just likes antagonizing people because he's smarter than them. And he loves putting people in positions where he's going to outdo them and right. everything like that. Whereas in this one, the Riddler to me had a personal stake in getting retribution and revenge on corrupt right. people. And what I liked about it was they brought it up in the movie was that Batman kind of feels like these guys are guilty. And right. I think, I think it could have been touched on more as how much is he wrestling with the morality of that? And actually right. that's what I liked about the deleted scene mm -hmm. with the Joker, which is the Joker calls him out on that. And he's like, you feel the same way. You feel the same way. You feel like these guys deserved it. And he starts yeah. cackling because Batman says it a couple times, you know, like even with Selena Kyle and her friend Annika, he's like, yeah, you know, she was basically fucking with the wrong people, literally like just which is, which is another character who I was just like, what a what a waste of a character, because mm -hmm. I had no like Selena's like, oh, no, she's dead. I'm like, well, who? Yeah. Again. Yeah. Not an, an underdeveloped character there. But so uh, that seems like you could say that for almost everything. We're like, oh, well, they're not fully realized there yet. But I feel like the Riddler, what he yeah. was doing was way more personal. And what I liked about that scene with Batman and the Riddler at the end was that the Riddler truly thought that he and Batman were on the same side. And that and, they were going to be besties. And then when he just like reacts, like you're ruining this. Like, no, no, no. This is not how this was supposed to go. Like we are supposed to be, we're doing the same thing. We're taking them down. And, and, and honestly, the one thing I'll give about that scene at the end where they're in the stadium in, uh, is when the guy says, who am I? I am vengeance. That I thought was actually a really powerful part because Batman, like he says in the in the voiceover at the end, he's like, I am having an effect on the city, but I don't know if it's the way that I want, which is always a theme with Batman is does Batman yeah. make things better or does he make them worse by existing? 
Right. It was the same thing in Nolan's universe, like after Batman Begins. It's the idea of escalation because Batman puts away all the normal criminals. The psychos are the one that fill in to fill the the power vacuum. Right. And same thing here. Like these guys that are super creepy are just are filling in and they're like they're seeing what Batman's doing. They're like, oh, he gets it. He gets it. We're on the same side. We're getting rid of the bad people. Almost a copycat effect. Yes. And but and, and what I love was there was a general admiration from the Riddler for Batman. Right. And when he realized that Batman was not on his side, his reaction, I thought, was really cool. And I, I did appreciate that. And I did enjoy that Batman was really smart. He filled out riddles like that. I'm like, God damn it, I wish I could figure out riddles really fast. He's doing a really good job. Well, Alfred was uh, no slouch himself with the no. riddles. He was Without Alfred, I don't know if Batman would have made it through some of these. Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, yeah. I did like how the Joker in that deleted scene, the Joker, it was everyone's got a hard on for Batman because the Joker feels like he's like, he's like, uh, I thought you liked this. And he's like, you're more fun. I know. Like, he's he, like, like, I don't want to talk about me. Batman. Yeah. I don't want to talk about you. He's like, yeah, but you're, you're way more fun, which I did appreciate yeah. because that is the dynamic between Joker and Batman. Yeah. It's just this Joker just loves fucking antagonizing him to no end, yeah. which was really cool. Um, yeah. But I um, I love the cinematography in this. I love cinematography c- was gorgeous. It was so cool how they made the choice in some sequences to ha- have the focus, like uh, whatever was happening was blurred. It was blurred. Mm-hmm. It was obscured on purpose, yeah. and you were focusing on something that was more mundane or just sort of maybe in the foreground and less about the yeah. background. And I just it's it gave it such a really mysterious and off putting feeling for me, um, especially like the deleted scene with the Joker. So much of his face is blurred. It's obscure. Yeah, it's it's just not in focus in it, which I really appreciated. And um, I don't know it gave it a really nice look and feel to it. And I, I can't stress how much I enjoyed the the Batman theme for this because man, what a f- you talk about man! Anyone who has to be Batman Again, yeah. or the Joker or right. take on any of this sort of stuff, there's so many iconic people that you're following in the footsteps of, and especially music. The Batman music from the '60s was yeah. iconic the batman you know in in the 80s like with the keaton that, that was iconic hans zimmer's mm-hmm. is iconic snyder i don't even know if they had one to be honest with you but um <laughs> yeah but this one was so good it reminded me it. Of, <laughs> it reminded me a lot of jaws in that it was oh, just cool. two notes yeah but it was it, it like the crescendo and also the one that mixes in with the Nirvana song was yeah. phenomenal. Um, I love the voiceover in this too, like in the beginning. That was in a, that noir kind of yeah. like throwback to the 40s, 30s when Batman, when when the character was conceived, it felt very of that time. Yeah. But it brought it, it was, it was an element of the movies of that time, but it brought it into present day and that like, and the, the, the concept of they're afraid of the shadows because they don't know where I, like, I that, love that those whole scenes. Notion of that, yeah. Oh, those scenes were so cool because you see these guys doing terrible things. They see the the bat signal, then they just look to the shadows and they get fucking scared. Yeah, and that's the thing I've always loved about Batman is the fear he instills on people. That yeah. will. That's why I loved in the Dark Knight in the opening yep. sequence when guys are dealing drugs. They look up. And he's like, Nah, man, I'm not feeling it tonight. He's like, What? You got a better ball, better chance of running the Powerball than running into him. But that's the effect that he's has. People are like, look, man, I don't want to buy drugs tonight. Like, right. fuck that. Like, this guy could beat like, my ass. 
they don't know where I am, or I can't be everywhere, but they don't know where I am. Exactly. And that's the thing. And they they, think, I might be here. Yeah. And that is enough. And that's where I love about like setting that up is he's been doing this for two years. Yeah. He's already having that effect. Like there's a guy that's out here that's just whooping ass. And I got to say, <laughs> that's fight sequence with the, the, the clown the guys. Oh, yeah. my God. That was so good. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. So cool, man. Like he's just showing him again, not fully realized, figuring it out. He's got some rudimentary weapons that his gadgets aren't really like super high tech. He's it's very homemade. Mm -hmm. He's still got to like reload his arm thing and and push it back in. It's not all automated. And yeah, it's it's, you could see him figuring it out and he gets a couple. He takes a couple licks, but then he gives it still that scene where he just that first guy comes at him with the with the lead pipe and he just fucking whoops the shit out of him and then he just sort of stands up and as the guy cir- and, <laughs> and they circle him and he's just like wholesale beating ass but I also love at the end of that sequence the victim goes please yeah. don't hurt me because even he still doesn't know he if Batman's right. good well, or bad the rules here. yeah exactly you know and I don't know there was ah, so good <laughs> oh. there was there's was, there was just so much good about it we kind of picked yeah. on a, a lot of things and I wish we had more time to talk about it but um, I, want, I want to one more point please. I want to bring up that I I feel like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here because I liked the narration, the mm-hmm. voiceover, but I thought that there were there was far too much exposition in in this. Specifically, one example that stuck out to me that I was like, I, I was like looking around in the theater, going, "Come on, no one else, just me, really?" Was when Batman and Gordon had uh, Penguin up against the the mm-hmm. pillar when they kidnapped him. And they were just like, and Falcone talked to Maroney and Maroney said this, but you thought you could do this. And then this happened and then that, and then this. And I'm like, all right, guys, we get it. You're like (laughs) them telling the penguin, everything that had happened just to service the audience. I'm like, this is, it was literally like two minutes of just straight exposition, rapid fire exposition. That was almost impossible to follow. Well, it was funny because the whole film, you mentioned how you are like so deaf to the score. Yeah, in movies, I'm usually really deaf to like exposition dumps. I'm just like, uh-huh. oh, really? and then what happened? <laughs> like, I I don't very rarely. I, I can yeah. pick up on like when they say these, they'll say certain things because like we have to say this <laughs> in character. It makes no sense. Things, yeah, but the audience is like, hey man, you got to make sure you reload that because if you don't, then something yes. might backfire. Like, don't you think I know that? I went through basic training. Like that's just you know. This, yeah. this, we have to let you know that foreshadowing yeah. that this thing's going to malfunction and then something back right. could happen. Like that's just how it has to go. But what, I do agree that going back to the thing you said about too many characters, there is a complex system of underworld and crime bosses that have existed in the Batman universe. Right. I'm familiar with Maroni. I'm familiar, familiar with Falcone. I'm familiar with all that sort of stuff. The average person may not. And the fact that we don't ever see Maroni, mm-hmm. that Maroni is just dead. Is yeah. just dead. Like I do, I can understand how that scene could absolutely be like incredibly confusing. They're probably like, we got to get this information out there because we have to get to this next point. Right. And we want you to think that Penguin was involved, even though that he's not. And how was what's yeah. So we didn't get to visually see how Penguin was connected to all this. So we did have to tell that. So I think that's a very fair point where, you know, that went down. And I I think I remember feeling after that sequence, I was like, wow. Okay. Oh, uh, something about it felt off to me, and maybe that's what it, because of what it was. It was an exposition yeah. dump, and I wasn't able to identify that. <laughs> it was. It was an exposition. Not only was it an exposition dump, like it just in my mind, it was like an egregious exposition, like an yeah. aggressive exposition dump. Yeah. I'll be curious uh, going back on rewatch. To I'll have to pay attention to the score and how it 
adds to different oh. scenes. And I want you to try to pay attention to see how much, because I think it'll, it'll, if you pay attention to it, it will surprise you. Yeah. Well, I, and again, I've never written anything like that before, but I imagine it's probably pretty challenging to find creative ways to do that. But people have oh, done it. 100%. People yeah, have done it. It's not easy, but you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. I just recently rewatched Dune, and Dune is no easy feat to get information out to people. But by God, I got it, you know? <laughs> I sure as shit got it. They want yeah. spice on the planet Dune. <laughs> and scene. Go. There we go. And there's sandworms. Go. <laughs> there's sandworms, right. Ta-da. Exactly. So anyway, we did pick on a lot, but I, I wanted to, like this, Justin and I talked beforehand, like yes. he had some things he wanted to bring up that bothered him and we want to discuss them because I was curious as to what he had because I just recently watched it. I may be in the honeymoon phase of it all where I'm still just I'm still thinking about it which I think is a for me is always a good sign like I'm still like oh yeah and then this right. happened whatever so obviously I'm coming in pretty great about it and I, I look forward to rewatching it again when it when I can you know I'd love to show it to Jill although that probably won't ever happen but you know Beth went with me she was she was full on like let's go see the Batman I'm like I think Jill would watch it for me but we yeah. rarely have moments where just she and I can sit down and watch a movie I just rewatched the like Suicide Squad hours? the other day and I was like you gotta watch this fucking movie with me like yeah. Suicide Squad's fucking awesome it's so good yeah and I'm like Ugh. but she also was like I want to read a book because I'm sophisticated nerd yeah I'm fucking nerd but I want to be very clear again I started this and I'll end it with this I did not dislike the movie I did like the movie. It is not without its flaws, and I just wanted to talk through some of the things yeah. I couldn't res- I couldn't reconcile a few things in my brain, and that's what this podcast is here for. That's why yes. Doug and I get to work through the stuff that we can't figure out, and we get to talk through it together. But there's I a reason like- why we diddle each other's brains on this show. That's right, because you uh, like it. Yep. You got the questions, we got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical, practical, practical. Practical, 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 Doug. Ooh, it's time for Ask Practical Doug. Hey, 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 Ask Practical Doug. Ah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know Practical Doug, it's a small Doug that lives inside Big Doug. And Practical Doug, <laughs> Doug, uh, Doug. guides, uh, Doug, 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 it guy, he guides Doug in most of life's adventures. Um, so uh, our audience gets to ask Practical Doug questions uh, in the live chat. If you join us on Tuesdays when we record the episode on any social media, hashtag, hashtag ask practical Doug or in our discord server or anywhere where you can contact us, you can ask practical Doug. And um, man, I, I feel like there really is only one ask practical Doug to go with today. I see you highlight it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this it's, it's time. Um, I, got I also rid of the picture like- at least for this. Did you still have it somewhere? I got rid of it, so we don't need to. Oh, you did? Okay. (laughs) There was a visual, you're all welcome, that it's no longer, I feel like it's a win. (laughs) Um, But I also feel like this is good to do just the two of us and not with the guest because it could be misconstrued as Mm -hmm. not appropriate for a guest. But Slotty wants to know, hey, Practical Doug, would you rather have dicks for fingers or testicle toes? This is a very simple one. Yes. I'll tell you why. Tell me. Um, well, basically, there's there's one thing that we have to figure out. Yep. If you have testicle toes and you stub your toe, do they still hurt as if, you know, they're your testicles? I would say 100% yes. Then I will go with dicks for fingers any day of the week 
because now, while that is creepy and gross, yeah, um, it's just more practical because walking would be unbearable, absolutely That's, unbearable. I stub my true. toe as it is, and it doesn't feel great. I can only imagine you, you couldn't wear shoes ever. Yeah, like you have some special shoes. Okay, that are what? Yeah. Like <laughs> that are what? Just basically, just cups, you know. Well, instead of Crocs, they could be cocks. <laughs> Scroats. You know, Scroats. like just, it would be so impractical to get around. You yeah. know, it's just, it wouldn't be good. Now, dicks for fingers is no vacation. All right. Yeah. Like, do your fingers get boners? Do your finger, do you pee out your fingers? Do you, do you whiz out your fingers? Right. right? Grabbing things is going to be awful. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's going to be a variable situation where it's just like floppity, floppity, floopity, flap. Like, you know, shaking yep. hands with someone is going to be awful. You know, writing, typing, brutal, you know, absolutely. But nowadays there's stuff you could do, you know, just verbal that could dictate right. for Voice you. text. Right. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of things you can get through with. It ain't great. You can put your hands in your pockets, right? It's like, it's fine. It, it, it's more functional and more practical to have dicks for fingers than testicle for toes. I have spoken. And I need to get like some sort of like a, I guess there's needs to be some sort of Doug has spoken, uh, thing i don't know oh uh, slotty goes ew doug has spoken ew there's pre-cum in this handshake god damn it <laughs> if you're cold and you rub your hands together is that just like jerking up well dude not like that when your hands get cold those things must your fingers must shrink you know right just <laughs> oh my god uh, follow question go. oh. are your fingers yeah. are your fingers circumcised <laughs> is that like cutting your fingernails do you just have to do you have to continually get circumcised? Boy, I hope not. Boy, I hope not. Welcome to the Throwdown. Woo! We made it. We made it we there. Made it. <laughs> I'm glad that this uh, this Throwdown came from our uh, council last week, but because we did not get to do the episode last week, we were like, let's carry this over because this is a this is a fun and this is good. So uh, if you're not familiar, the throwdown is a situation where our council from our discord puts together two things that will enter a ring and only one can leave. And we have to debate which one will survive and why. So this week's throwdown is featuring none other than Moon Knight versus the Mandalorian. In parentheses, it says the council thinks leaving the dark saber out is nice, but hey, we're a shadow council, not the law. <laughs> I would say that we have to leave the the dark saber out. I wouldn't agree. you? Wouldn't you agree? I agree. I don't know what the dark saber does, but it, it seems like a lightsaber to some. Some. Have you not watched? No, I haven't watched. Mandalorian. Both. I watched the Mandalorian where he, he gets the dark saber at the end of. Uh, yeah, but it's just it's just like a. Oh wait! It's like a. That's right. In his in his episode of Boba Fett. Sorry, episodes. That's where it's really explored. Oh, that's cool. true. Yeah, I it's just, it. all it is is it's a lightsaber that was forged uh, from Mandalorian uh, armor, whatever that basket armor, I think. So basically, it's it's it rides the line. It's an artifact that rides the line between the Jedi culture and the Mandalorian culture. You can ride my line. And only the one who wields it will bring true balance to the force. <laughs> On Tatooine. <laughs> On Tatooine, yeah, it's got to be on Tatooine. Every battle happens there. At the most likely cantina. So. Exactly. 
so All right. um why don't you start with the Mandalorian and then I'll go through Moon Knight. Okay. Um Mandalorian Baskin Robbins armor. That's right. Um yeah, it's Baskin or Beskar, sorry, not Baskin. I uh leave it leave it to our stream to call me out on my uh, on my on my nerdy faux pas. Uh powers, that's why I love you guys. Powers and stats for the Mandalorian. Uh, what do we got here? He's a 9B physically, but 9A with uh, vibro knife and blasters. Uh, Sounds an like my prom night. With sufficient plums and an 8A with the dark saber. So we're going to take 8A away, Doug. We're not taking 8A into an account. Copy okay? that. Not taking it into account. <sighs> okay. So likely in his 30s, uh, he's a human, Mandalorian, foundling, and warrior. He's got superhuman uh, physical characteristics, combat mastery. Uh, He's masterful unarmed combatant, stealth mastery, weapon mastery, vehicular mastery, capable uh, tactician, and overly overall highly cunning fighter. Um, He's got energy projection with all of his guns. I don't know if that's a power. That's more of a weapon. Um, Enhanced senses. Uh, it says fire manipulation. He's got a flamethrower. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hold on. I'm going to do a quick edit, uh, a real-time edit on this. Um, He's got a ton of weapons. Um, Light manip... No, no. Flight. He's got a jet pack. So really, he's just... He's strong. He's got combat mastery, stealth mastery, weapon mastery, and he is a skilled tactician. That's his powers. Um... He's pretty heavy in the attacks. He's got wall level or small building level. Um, let's see. Superhuman lifting strength. Uh, durability. He's very, very durable because of his uh, Baskin-Robbins armor. Uh, stamina, peak human. He did not appear to be the least bit tired after fending off and defeating three uh, Trandosian warriors after having already been in a fierce fight just minutes prior. Uh, Range, he's got standard melee range with his actual uh, blasters and weapons uh, much longer. And then he's got gifted intelligence. His weakness, while formidable, he can occasionally make mistakes in combat and, if needed to, can actively let others hit his armor without trying to dodge or block, which is very similar to what Moon Knight does. He likes to take the hits. Yeah. even approach attacks so that they may end faster. That doesn't seem like a weakness. Yeah, right. Um, this is a ve- whoever whoever penned this specific versus battles.fandom.com article. Uh, you fell down on the job here. A little yeah, bit. Adam. I'm just going to call someone out. Name Adam. I Fuck thought you, Adam. there was an actual like I was like, oh, man, did someone actually we're calling this asshole out. All right. Let's talk uh, about Moon you know what? that's enough. Let's talk Moon about Night. Moon Knight. So, uh, which, by the way, have you started watching the show yet? I have, and I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. Me too. Uh, all right. So, Moon Knight is a uh, character who has several personalities. Mark Spector has other personalities. Stephen Grant and James Lockley. Um, so, uh, he is a human resurrected by Conchu, who is a I don't know something ethereal. I'm assuming. Uh, so he's got martial arts, weapon mastery, um, 
Vehicles, uh, you can do regeneration low. It requires moonlight. Uh, electricity, sleep manipulation, built-in torches, energy shield. He's got a lot of stuff. He's got some He's got some magical shit going on here. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, every time he dies, he comes back to life. Uh-oh. Well. That seems like a giant. I would say that's uh, nigh invulnerability. Interesting. Well, that's a big plus in that category. Yeah. Uh, he's comparable to the Punisher Daredevil as far as attack potency. Um, all right. His speed is whatever. He also has bullet dodging feats. That's probably important. Um, he's kept up with Deadpool. You can cut a bullet in half. It's impressive. Uh, let's see. He's relatively durable. Knocked out for a moment after deflecting grenade. Took a hit from Venom. Um, standard equipment. So, yeah, I want to get to his equipment. He's got his suit, crescent darts with shooters, nunchucks, an adamantium truncheon with built-in tasers, bolas, blowgun, energy shield, an onk that glow which, uh, glow up in the face of intimate danger and can be used as a club. A pair of bracers that can use as web shooters or metal claws, bow and arrow, ivory boomerang, oh, grappling hook. Right? Um, his suit is included with Kevlar armor, two-way radio. He's above average intelligence, expert in multiple martial arts and bo uh, boxing, mastered all the fighting styles in the world, can incapacitate enemies more powerful than by using pressure point attacks, a skilled acrobat detective and pilot. Weakness, he's mentally unstable. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> As one is wanted to be. So this is interesting because... Um, I think the couple of key things with Moon Knight. He has this Ankh, which will light up with danger. So that gives him warning. dangerous. Okay. When something is happening. Also, the fact that he can be resurrected when he dies, I think, is a huge bonus in his favor. Um, is there any way to kill him? Does it say in the article? Like, it doesn't say. Is he just invulnerable? Like, is he just... Well, I mean, uh, he can regenerate in the moonlight. It seems like you could probably incapacitate him you know to some degree which again yeah. if mandalorian can incapacitate him and walk out of the arena i think that's a win for him sure yeah you know and yeah moon Knight may get resurrected at a later time but i would still give the mandalorian a win in that regard so maybe that's not as big of a, a thought as a uh, win as i thought um i think mandalorian's while moon knight is very skilled in combat i think the mandalorian comes to the table with Mandalorian training, which I think I would give the edge to him in that regard as far as um, yeah, I feel like that gives him his natural state of things is going to be instincts and how to do things. Like, and we've seen that in the show, how he reacts and whatnot. Right. Um, the problem here is that we haven't seen enough of the show Moon Knight to really be able to, to well, we've seen the, uh, the after effects of what yes. Mark can do. Yes. Which is pretty which is devastating. Pretty yeah. <laughs> I would also say too, he's got the 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 voice and or knowledge of an Egyptian god inside of him. Yeah. So whilst uh the Mandalorian's got years of Mandalorian training, you know, it's hard to argue when you've got an Egyptian <laughs> god inside of you. I but the, but again, Moon Knight is mentally unstable. If True. he is, you know, if we take from like episode 1 of Moon Knight, he's switching in and out between super powerful 
combat guy and regular dork who works at the gift shop. I mean, right. Mandalorian would tear him up. <laughs> he would, for sure. If that happens. So if, I would argue that if Moon Knight is able to maintain his ability, I, I think giving... If we see if we see the Moon Knight at the end of episode one, mm-hmm. where he takes that demon dog down, mm-hmm. that Moon Knight. Yeah, the only thing is that, you know, again, fucking Mandalorian has a jetpack, can fly around, can True. can shoot from a distance. He has a lot of tools at his disposal. Moon Knight doesn't have a. T- I mean, he does have an energy shield. It does say he has tasers, bolas, blowgun. Um. Is you there know, any supernatural abilities there, did they say? Not necessarily. Um, he's got flashbangs. So it seems like their arsenal is pretty similar to one another Yeah. as far as like what they have at their disposal. So I'll give that a wash. I think what in armor, hand-to-hand... What's that? that? Armor that the Mandalorian has is really tough to... That's, 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 the, that's the thing. Can it deal with adamantium, though, is the question. Well... I guess at the end of the day, can a lightsaber cut through adamantium? Because I think the answer is yes. I think I, I think because that. the lightsaber cannot cut through Beskar uh, Baskin Robbins armor. <laughs> so that is, <clears throat> it's one of the best. Yeah, thirty-one flavors of armor. So yes. if the if a lightsaber can cut through adamantium, but and I know he doesn't have it, but I'm just saying yeah. as far as comparing the two different metals. If his armor does not uh, allow a lightsaber to cut through it, that's pretty fucking tough armor. Yeah. So how I'm, would Moon Knight actually get through that armor? I think that's a great question because I don't know if he can. He'd have because... to get up under the helmet, or he'd have to get in through one of the sides where the uh, where there's an opening in the armor. Yeah. And he I does seem like he's got he's he's a he's skilled in every martial art. He's got look. He they even said though he can. Uh, he can take down opponents more powerful than him based off of his martial pressure, arts and Pressure plays. point attacks. But if the pressure points are covered up because of the armor, can he get to them? I think this would be an amazing fight between yes. these two. Would love to see it. I think I'm going to give the advantage to the Mandalorian because of maneuverability. Um, let's go back to his uh, yeah. speed. Movement is subsonic with massively hypersonic combat speed. So he he does have really fast combat speed, but he has to close the distance. Who's that? Moon Knight. The Moon Knight does. Whereas Mandalorian can Mandalorian can just yeah. jetpack around, fire blasters, right. you know, fire rockets, flamethrowers. Like I feel like that distance makes a huge makes a huge difference. And he's got that knife uh, uh, bow staff thing. Yeah, he's very adept with. Yeah. So. I, I think it would be a close yeah, one, but I, I, Moon Knight would have to do some tremendous damage to get, either get through the armor or find a way to subvert the armor with just like, you know, blunt force trauma. Yeah. Or something. I, always, I was always under the assumption that Moon Knight was uh, more of a, like a metaphysical type uh, character. Then when I did some research based off of the, the show coming out, I realized, oh no, he's, I mean, he can transform, he, his, uh, the costume kind of manifests itself by magic, but outside of that, it seems as though he's pretty much just got standard, slightly above average human stuff. So he's an agent of a god. He's you know, yeah. but he's not blessed with like Thor like powers or anything like that. Right. So well, I think because of that, I have to give it to the Mandalorian. 
You know what? I feel like I gotta say, uh, I gotta say, I agree. So it's gonna be the middle. Nice, good stuff. Thank you, as always, Council. That was a good conversation. Uh, Justin, what do you have to recommend this week? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and recommend. Um, I started the show Severance on Apple TV Plus. Um, the the conceit of the show is um, it's with Adam Scott from Parks and Rec fame, um, Christopher Walken, uh, Patricia Arquette, uh, John Turturro, and other people that you would probably recognize also in it. Um, <clears throat> the conceit is that there's this company that has a floor, that an archival floor they call the severance floor. And anyone who volunteers to work down there has an implant put in their brain that severs their work life from their personal life. So you go into an elevator and as you descend to the severance floor, uh, you basically black out and you, the other side of your personality kicks in. So the people who work there at the end of the day at five o'clock, they go into an elevator to go back up and the, the, they don't, they don't know anything other than going into an elevator and walking back out the next day. And they don't have any memory of what happens to the other personality when it's up on the surface and the surface doesn't have any memory of what's happening down in the, down in the bowels of this building. And, uh, it is a very interesting, very weird, but very interesting, uh, series. I'm very curious to see where they take it, take it. Obviously there's a lot of allegories for work-life balance in there and, and, uh, mental health and all that stuff. But it is, uh, it's, it's just a really, really fucking creative, idea for a show so i'm very curious to see where they take this that's awesome I yeah i would i think you i think you'd really dig it and also it's shot so beautiful ben stiller directed the first two episodes hmm. uh and i'll say what very impressed i know he's a director but very impressed with these first two episodes very cool yeah what do you got um i just finally got caught up on dungeons and daddies i've caught up to the future and uh i gotta say once again great podcast uh yeah. it's a such a fun and funny podcast that is based in the D world but god damn it if they just don't throw out the rules and just be like what's the coolest thing we can do I and so it. if you're trying to learn the rules of D, wouldn't recommend it for that but it is <laughs> highly entertaining uh freddie wong matthew arnold beth may will campos and it's dm'd by uh anthony birch uh, all of them very talented actors, directors, writers, and um, also some very cool touching moments as well uh, sprinkled in there, which is really cool. Uh, so highly recommend that Dungeons and Daddies. Go listen to it. It is super entertaining. The episodes are usually like an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes, and they are so good. And they do a lot of really fun things with their cold opens uh, like Justin and I used to do back in the day. Um, Freddie Wong spends like two weeks doing them for each time, like because they they record these once every two weeks. So yeah. um, it's just it's really good. I can't recommend it enough. If you're just looking to kind of just see some fun slapstick right. shit in the D and D environment, they you've got crit roll on one end of the spectrum, which is really cool, very authentic to the D and D world, and on the other end of the spectrum, you have Dungeons and Daddies, which is like we're having fun, we're having fun over here. We're gonna make it real simple, yeah, and really silly. And crazy shit's going to happen, and it's very creative, and I can't recommend it enough. So please check that out. I'd recommend that. And while you're checking stuff out, please don't forget to check out MindGap on all of our social medias at MindGap Podcast. 
please uh, check us out at YouTube, youtube.com slash mindgappodcast. Drop us that like, drop us that subscribe. It means the world to us. Uh, and don't forget that we stream live every Tuesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Time. Tuesdays is the podcast. Saturdays is the video game stream with myself. And also, don't forget to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere where you can find high-quality podcasts, you'll find us. Go ahead and share, subscribe, review, rate, all those things that we always ask you to do. And then keep an eye on 2East8th, uh, sorry, 2East8th.com, and then all of 2East8th's social medias. Uh, and that's all I got. Nice. Well, this has been another hoot and a half. I got to tell y'all, this has been a real just tickling me all over. Just being here with you again and Justin seeing you again just brings a light in my heart. I just feel as smug as a raccoon on roller skates. And yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, So with that being said, I want to say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you so much. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.